You are listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 211 for December 14th, 2016. Welcome back. We are here to do some catching up, I guess. Been a little bit since our last episode. So got lots of catching up to do. Uh, plan for today, we'll be catching up on what's going on with us and kind of kind of quickly running through some news since our last episode. A lot of, a lot of quick hits on that, I guess. And then we're going to, we'll finish it off at the end with some feedback. But before that, we'll also talk about a race that we did, Big Sur Half Marathon on Monterey Bay. Long title. It is a long title, but that's actually what it's called. So that's the plan. Let's go ahead and, and jump into it. What's been going on with you? Catch us up. Uh, doing some, some running. I knew you were going to say that again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to come up with a better starting line for that, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing major, a couple races, one of which we'll talk about today. Uh, did a local Thanksgiving run, not a race, but just with the local running group. That was mm-hmm. fun. Um, it was cold that morning though, but, <laughs> but, um, that was fun. And then that was probably the coldest day in, you know, a two week period. Yeah, there. it was. Yeah. yeah, it was really cold. And then for all, well, for us, really cold for us, not snowing or anything. And then just this week started my 16 week training plan for AR 50. Thinking maybe I should have had a longer training plan than 16 weeks mm-hmm. for 50, but that's what I got. So that's what you'll go. That's with. what I'm going with. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And um, actually have um, a race, a trail race this weekend, just um, to basically get me out on the trails and as part of my my training for AR50, mm-hmm. not so much to to race it. So looking forward to doing a lot more trail running. But yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Yeah, how about you? Um, not much going on with me. I'm kind of. This is, let's call it, what should I call it? Off time of the year? Time to take a break? Slow time of the year? Off season? Off season. Thank you. I don't sure. know. So I was looking for something something better to say, but I guess that'll that'll work. Um, been running, not much. It's all been short runs for me. Um, I think my favorite run, and by favorite, I'm being somewhat facetious, um, has <laughs> probably been like three miles. Um, so lots and lots of, just because if you look at my running log, it's lots of three mile runs, <laughs> even on the weekends, no long runs, just, just three milers. And part of that is just, you know, it's the end of the year. It's, you know, we're here in December, you know, even before now, um, in November, it's kind of time for the holidays and family and lots of stuff going on. So not a big need to kind of get out there and run a lot of miles. Not mm-hmm. that I run a ton of miles throughout the year anyways, but, um, interestingly enough, I don't have, I think, any races on the calendar for almost six months. We can change that. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. So actually, technically, my next race is the Vancouver Marathon, which is in it's in May, right? Yeah, it's in May. So that that's my next race, which is part of the reason I'm not jumping at the bit to kind of get lots of mileage in or anything like that. So um, I'll definitely add some races before then. At least that's my my hope i just got to find some stuff to do but um yeah that's why i'm kind of just pretty laid back with things um in terms of running right now just kind of chilling relaxing enjoying the the end of the year so yeah that's all that's going on with me um i guess the one thing we should mention because we haven't mentioned i think we probably put on social media somewhere um we did enter the berlin the lottery for the berlin marathon right and we actually did get into the race yeah so the plan is that we will be running the Berlin Marathon in 2017, which is in September, so quite a ways off, but um, kind of cool that we got into the race through the lottery. It was kind of nice that they they had, they had do have the team thing. We talked mm-hmm. about that before, so we're, we're both in. Um, so that's kind of fun and exciting. Got some planning to do. A lot of planning to do. <laughs> in terms of going yeah. out for the, for the trip, I actually 
did book a hotel before lottery results even came out just to make sure I had something at a decent price close to the race. Mm-hmm. So that's covered, but got to work on flights and whatever else we're going to do kind of on the way or while there and all that stuff. Have lots of research to do. That'll be something good to do over Christmas kind of downtime. Um, and then the other thing we just did was it just in the last week. Um, we registered for CIM in 2017, mm-hmm. which is California International Marathon. Um, I'll be returning for my third time at the race you'll be back for number five right yep number five so you got a little something special for i think so for the fifth five, so yep. um and yeah we i think we just saw like early early pricing yeah. those do the early bird pricing and i think every year we're like well maybe we'll do it maybe we won't and i think we both said well let's just do it yeah why not um let's and i think up. it worked well that berlin's in september cim is the first weekend in december mm-hmm. so december not a lot going on so um Regist still open for CIM. Anybody wants to come join us at CIM, um, come on out. Um, I tend to bring bad weather with me to CIM, so be warned. Yep. Oh, man. I forgot <laughs> about that. So we'll see. I, had, I, I did it pretty, twice. In I had pride. pretty good weather the first two years I did it, but mm-hmm. you didn't run those two years. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was well, re- you, well I- you brought like torrential downpour and wind, and then you brought cold the next year. Yeah. So maybe we'll have some weird like heat wave mm-hmm. <laughs> this next year. I doubt that, I but know. anything's okay. possible. But yeah, so I'm um, kind of looking forward to that. Just kind of get back to that race. And it's just, you know, it's pretty close for us. And it's one of those, it's just, it's a good size race mm-hmm. and it's well put on and it's just fun. So um, yeah, we'll be back for that. So those are the, the two race announcements I guess we had to do um, in kind of unrelated racing news. Uh, we get to pass along another race discount to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually have uh, a race discount for Ragnar Trail relays which mm-hmm. we've had a discount in the past um it's changed each year a little bit but this year we have a, a discount to be used for any of the ragnar trail races in 2017 with the exception of oahu mm-hmm. and the two international races which is other news too is that they've expanded and have other races actually have two in canada now um, but yeah we have a, a discount um that you're able to use for basically ten dollars off per runner for your team so depending on if you're an ultra team of you know four runners or or what we call a regular team of eight runners, um, you know, the discount will work for either team. And it, the, the discount code itself is on our on our page. Um, so embracerunning.com. But it's also, I'm going to just mention it here uh, in case you can't get over to the page right now. So it's all caps, RT17M Embrace. Yep. So yeah, but you can head over to our, our page if you want to um, look at it later. If you're running right now, mm-hmm. you can't like write it down or anything. So you can definitely do right. that. Yeah, it's kind of cool that uh, it's a discount we can pass along to lots of the, the different trail races. We actually right. get nothing for that if nope. you use the code or anything like that. It's just a discount that they let you pass on right. to everybody. And we'll for sure be out at uh, Trail Tahoe again. Yeah. So Possibly uh, another one. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of nice that... Somebody's trying to talk me into right. another one. <laughs> well, you did say you wanted to race more, right? So <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of nice because I know we have listeners, you know, like all all over. So, you yes. know, you may... Tahoe may not be the easiest for you to get to, um, but there's probably a um a trail race that's somewhat close to you or you're able to get to so it's nice to be able to have a discount for that race as well so mm-hmm. yeah all right let's um kind of jump into the news that we kind of wanted to talk about um some of this is somewhat dated but i just wanted to throw it out there and that's why i was going to kind of do this a little bit quickly um new york city marathon happened since we last recorded um and just want to give mad props to molly huddle and her marathon debut getting third place was totally awesome mm-hmm. um super exciting actually watched um, the race on TV. Actually, still have it recorded on the DVR. 
which was funny because I noticed on the DVR I also have some other random race from way back, but I, <laughs> I'll have to delete that at some point. Um, and then the other thing from New York, it was kind of a record in terms of a number of finishers, basically making it the largest marathon in terms of finishers, 51,388. Not surprising, um, but a lot of people. Uh, and then Michael Wardian kind of finished off his attempt at, he was going for the record for the fastest combined time of all the marathon majors right? in one year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. calendar year. So, and he actually, um, he did beat that record um, surprise, right, with, with Mike Wardian. <laughs> but um, after running all of the marathon majors of Tokyo, Boston, London, Berlin, Chicago, and New York, his average uh, finishing time was 2.31.09. That's just ridiculous. And then he does all this racing in between, too. Like, well, just a ridiculous amount of racing. I mean, perfect segue. Um, he goes the following week out to R&R Vegas. Oh, yeah. And he wins the race. So, a week after running New York, wins the race. Wins a race running running in an Elvis costume mm-hmm. and sets the record for the fastest marathon while wearing an Elvis costume. Yep, with the time of two hours, thirty eight minutes, and four seconds. So the previous record was two forty two fifty two. So he beat it by um, almost uh, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So he continues his trend of being kind of um, Iron Mike. I was gonna say oddball record setter, but because yeah. um, he does kind of chase a lot of strange records sometimes mm-hmm. um but it's always fun but he does race kind of well he doesn't kind of race he he races a ton yeah um, a which lot is, which is not something that you would see from kind of an elite right. level runner all right next on the list another elite runner ryan hall um just kind of made news because he ran um he was out at the xera trail trail run world championships um that's a mouthful yeah 13 yeah. 13 miles a half uh, finished 18th place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably got the most attention just because we talked about before. Has he kind of uh, he's left, bulked up? He's bulked up as he's left um, elite marathon running behind. Um, he's definitely hitting the gym and getting bigger. And yeah. it's kind of funny because the article that I saw, the very first picture that he was in, he looks definitely ripped and he does. He I looks mean, he looks pretty big in comparison to what he looked like before. Right. I mean, just as average guy, he's not necessarily like this most massive buff guy right, that you right. would see. But um, compared to what he used to to be, um, it's a pretty big difference um, although i think the picture they kind of chose for kind of the, the cover shot on the article was kind of the the one that actually made him look even bigger than he actually is if you look at some of the other pictures it's like oh, okay he doesn't look as like, big yeah, right like, but for him it's it's quite a quite a change so it's actually kind of cool just to see him out there doing um some different stuff getting mm-hmm. out there on the trails and and obviously kind of changing um i mean it's a massive change to his daily life really kind of stepping away from elite marathon running to kind of um doing other things and mastering his body in in different ways i guess i should say yeah and i think it'll be interesting to see if he continues with with trail running um and i'm not even putting pressure in terms of like being competitive or anything but just you know just because he wants to yeah so just kind Doing of it for fun. yeah exactly yeah. because that's what he wants to do so curious to see where that goes mm-hmm. all right next up north face 50 kind of close to home yeah pretty close to home um always or at least the last several years has been has drawn um a lot of fast elite ultra runners, mm-hmm. ultra marathoners, whichever word you want to use. Um, this year was no different. And weather is, is pretty unpredictable for that race too. Very, there's, very. there's, I think it was two years ago that it was just a whole, just, I mean, it was tons of mud. It was raining. Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, it can be cold. It can be sunny, um, you know, just anything. And this year they actually really lucked out. It was pretty good weather. Weather. It didn't rain day of, or I don't, I can't remember if it even rained like a couple of days leading up to it. I know like mud wasn't really a big issue. So, um, but yeah, as far as, you know, um, top three, Zach Miller. I mean, he just pushed super hard 
and finished in, in first place. They actually have a couple of uh, short videos that you can YouTube um, to see him running part of the course and just like the how fast he's pu- or how hard he's pushing and like you can hear his breathing and all of that. Um, it's just, I mean, you think he's running like a mile, you know, like just with the effort that he's putting out and it's like, this dude's running like 50 miles. So, um, yeah, he defended his title from last year and, and took first, um, Hayden Hawks, who he was battling with for quite a while, uh, took second. And then David Laney, who's a familiar name, took third. And on the women's side, Ida Nielsen took first place, Magda Boulay, local out here, um, pretty well-known name, uh, took second, and then Ruth Croft took third. Okay. Anything you want to add to that? No. I mean, okay. I actually was planning on catching some some of the live stuff from the race, and, yeah. I, and I didn't, so um, it kind of just went all by me, I guess that's the way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and then once it kind of goes by, it's like, okay, yeah, it already I, happened. Yeah, I might go back for, you know, a New York marathon or a Berlin marathon type of thing, yeah. but uh, not necessarily for, for an ultra. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Nike this this week um, kind of made some big news. Kind of seemed like caught a lot of attention um, with a weird story. Um, they kind of unveiled their Breaking Two program, which is a program that they have created and started and just announced um, with their attempt to essentially break the two hour marathon. Basically, their goal is to run one fifty nine fifty nine or faster. Um, it's comprised of three athletes, um, Elliot Kipchoge, uh, Lelisa de Sisa, and Zersene Tedisi, um, the last of which, if you're not super familiar with... I'm not, actually. That's not a surprise. I think his marathon PR is only, I think, 210. The first two I recognized. Yeah. But... Um, so it was a weird choice on, on that one. but um, There's got to be a reason there. I, I have no idea. He's yeah. a very fast half marathoner, so maybe that's some of the reason. But um, yeah, they caught a lot of attention with the program. They, they want to go sub two. Um I think sub two is pretty, I think most people feel it's pretty unrealistic to do it now. Um, this is basically a program that it sounds like they're, they're planning on making an attempt at breaking two next spring or this coming spring, I guess I should say. Um, the only thing that's kind of, I think less exciting when you read the details of it and kind of understand, although there's still a bunch more details to come out about it. Um, this is not like they're going to go out and try to run sub two at Berlin or, or Chicago oh, yeah, or New York yeah. or anything like that. This is probably going to be an attempt on a closed course at their, they're going to select the location. Um, you know, they're definitely going to look for an optimal course or design an optimal course to do this. You know, I don't, you know, they obviously need great weather to do this. So I don't know if it's going to be a last minute choice in terms of date or something like that. Because like, like weather's good. Yeah. Like, oh, we're doing out. it this Saturday because. Yeah you know, the weather is perfect and there's going to be a tailwind and, you know, something like that. So, um, we, we don't know a lot about what it's going to be, but, um, to me, I, I think it was less exciting that the fact that, you know, it's kind of, you know, closed course. I don't know. It's going to be like a circuit course or anything like that. And, you know, just them, I don't know. Um, are they going to be working together to get somebody at a time? Who knows? Um, it's definitely a big investment in Nike in terms of money. I mean, they got tons of money to blow. So, um, I guess in that respect, who cares, but, um, they must be paying these athletes pretty well. Because I would the, think so. they're basically passing up on their spring marathon season, right? To do this, yep. Um, especially for guys like Kipchoge and Desisa, who could definitely go out there and win mm-hmm. a spring race, yep, um, and collect some paydays that way. So um, they got to be collecting a, a good chunk of change to do this. But um, you know, they're basically, you know, you're asking them to take a huge chunk of time. So so we'll see. Um, there's no details on. I think one of the jokes that people made online was, you know, oh, okay, you know, you're going to try to break two hours. <laughs> Are you going to try to break it cleanly? 
Um, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, and the, there's no details on what kind of testing, if any, that Nike's going to do on their own athletes, kind of going for this program or anything like that. Um, so that's interesting um, to note. But um, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't even know how seriously to take it, <laughs> to be honest, because um, I just don't know how realistic that is. And then even if they do run a one fifty nine fifty nine on a closed course with the perfect weather and a tailwind, and um, it's like there's an asterisk on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not an actual race, you know, it's going to be certified or anything like that. Um, you know, I think I saw one article that actually mentioned like drafting. So, you know, are they going to, you know, really try to take advantage of drafting throughout, you know, the entire 26.2 miles or, you know, are you going to add in pacers? I don't know. There's, there's a lot of details to come. I know Runner's World was out at, um, with Nike and they got a little bit of a behind the scenes look at, at the program and, and what they're going to do. But I don't think they've released necessarily all those details. So something to keep you know, looking at as we go on. I mean, it, if nothing else, it's kind of going to be something fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll definitely be, we'll be headlines if, if they go under two, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that course is going to make a huge, um, you know, that's, that's where you got to be able to make up the most time is probably on their course selection and just having the perfect weather. So we'll see how they attempt that. Um, all right. Okay. That's kind of the, the kind of the news head. Well, wait, well, no. I actually have one she more. She has one. She's raising her hand. I actually just, uh, that just popped up okay. and, and just wanted to, to mention it. It's, I guess, the uh, Boston Marathon for 2017 um, has revealed part of their professional field for next year. Okay. And Meb will be part of that. And he has announced that uh, 2017 will be the conclusion of his long career ending, oh. ending at the New York City Marathon in November. So. Yeah. That's a bummer. So Not a surprise. Be, so but... he'll be running Boston and then, and then New York. he's announced that New York, yeah, will be the conclusion. So he is 41 years old, mm-hmm. in case anybody's wondering. But yeah, that just kind of popped up here while we were talking about it. And I figured I'd just uh, mention that real quick. So, Well, that's kind of a bummer to hear. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of a good way to kind of do your final year. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston early and then finish it off in New York. Um, definitely a fan favorite. So um, best wishes to him in his final year. And um, I mean, the thing is, he's still going to be around the sport, I'm sure. Oh yeah, ton, for sure. So, yeah, I don't um, think like it's just like you're not going to hear from him anymore. He's not going to disappear anymore. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go into a cabin in the mountains, and you shall never hear from me again. You know, it's possible. <laughs> I doubt it. But yeah, I we'll doubt see. it too. Um, okay. All right. Uh, let's jump into the race that we wanted to talk about, which is the Big Sur Half Marathon on Monterey Bay that we mm-hmm. did. Um, I should start out by saying um, Big Sur gets a lot of talk. This is not the Big Sur Marathon or the Big Sur Marathon Weekend. Right, that we've talked about before. Yeah, Yeah. that, you know, Big Sur Marathon, it's on a lot of bucket lists. It's on a lot of, you know, if you look at top five marathons in the the United States, for sure, um, ends up top five, top 10, for sure, probably on all the lists. Um, This is not that. That's that's Big Sur Marathon and Big Sur Marathon Weekend that happens in April every year, Mm -hmm. which has a 21-miler, a 10-something, and a 9-something miler as part of that weekend. This is the half, Big Sur Half Marathon on Monterey Bay, which happens in November every year, mm-hmm. um, put on by the same people. Right. So that's where a lot of maybe confusion comes along, along with the name, obviously. Um, this race is basically focused, um, starts and finish in Monterey. Um, you actually do go out to, what is it, Pacific Grove? Um, but n- not out to Big Sur or anything like that. So just wanted to start <laughs> by putting out the facts on what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That way nobody confuses it with kind of Big Sur Marathon. It's kind of hard just to like talk about it in a way and keep it all straight. So both good races though, both weekends, good weekends. Yeah. We've said before, Big Sur Marathon, awesome race. Everybody should 
definitely do it if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for something smaller, um, this race is actually a very good alternative. And I think we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so let's kind of dive into it. Um, it's a Sunday race. We went out on Saturday um, to the expo. Nothing huge, nothing crazy. It's a smallish expo. Mm-hmm. Um, no problems, no issue. The The hotel that it's at is actually um, was under renovation. So it kind of made... Maybe getting around a little bit hectic and parking yeah, yeah. and all that stuff but exactly. um and, it, and it's the expo is at the same place as it is for the big sur marathon right and so yeah we were familiar with the location so no surprises there but got in there got our stuff um no issues nothing else to really say about that right about the expo yeah no mm-hmm. yeah we kind of just i think i went straight grabbed my i think i just got my bib went straight got to my shirt and took one look around and went all right cool i'm good let's let's go Yep. So, yeah. Um, about the shirts, since, yeah. we're, since you just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, long sleeve tech shirts, which is mm-hmm. usually what we get for the Big Sur Marathon weekend. Right. Um, and then different colors for, yeah, right? Men and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's yeah, dark blue. I don't yeah, know mine's yours. like teal. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, different. Yeah, different colors. <laughs> yes. And I will say, I really uh, normally talk about this at the end, but um, I did really like the shirt. I did too. Um, I still do. I. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Um, I still do like my shirt. Um, amazingly enough, I think I've actually worn it out on runs twice since we've done the race which has got to be a record for me for yeah. wearing a race shirt so um i was obviously a fan i just like the look and it's actually super comfy yeah and it's like an asics i think yeah shirt and yeah, even yeah, though yeah, i don't yeah, love getting long sleeve shirts um the weather lately has been perfect for it so mm-hmm. it worked out quite well um we stayed in monterey um, at a hotel not too far from kind of the the start finish there um and then on race morning it was basically it, the race is going to be a 7 a.m start our hotel i think was about a block, two blocks from kind of a a college. Yeah, it was a, it was a community college. Yes. Where they had parking and then they would shuttle you to the start finish line. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, that far away, but still. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were just a block or two and I was like, well, if something goes wrong or something, you know, some craziness. I think it was only three quarters of a mile just to walk to the start. Yeah. So we definitely could have done that yeah. if we needed to. Wouldn't have been a big deal. The, the finish was a little farther away. So the finish was a mile from our hotel. Right. But, worked out but still well. totally doable if you needed to walk back from that. Yeah. Totally yep. easy. So we just walked over, hopped on the shuttle, went over to the start. Um, 7 a.m. start. So it was actually, I mean, we were there, I don't know what time before that. Definitely dark out. Mm-hmm. Um, people just kind of mulling about. It was kind of yep. funny because <laughs> I saw, I think the signs for the corrals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this was super dark. Okay. They had some lights kind of over on one end, but it was, it was oh, pretty it was, dark. And it was pretty foggy too. Yes. That's yeah. right. So, we're kinda, so the visibility the was not great. And I was like, oh, this is this is laid out kind of, this is kind of dumb in a way. I'm like, there's so little room here for the corral. And that's exactly what I was thinking. And I was like, that's right next to the porta potties. I'm like, as soon as these lines back up. Um, like all the porta potties are in only a couple of corrals. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is, this is just a weird setup. I don't know who thought this up. Somebody, somebody's a dummy here. Well, the dummy was me. Um, cause it was just so dark. I didn't realize that the corrals were actually on the other side of the, some, some bushes yeah. you know, on the road. Like, like a on street the other divider side. basically. Yeah. It was like on the other side of that. Yeah. Like, so, so as soon as we walked to the light, I was like, oh, that makes much more sense. Yeah. I feel silly now. So it was set up totally fine. Yeah. yeah. No issue there, but nope. we just kind of caught our eye when we got there. Like, oh, this, this is just, this is, this is silly. Who thought this up? This is not going to work, but, um, no issues there. So, um, we just mulled about, you know, porta potties, long, Long rows of porta potties. Not mm-hmm. too bad. The lines, actually, I don't think. Before no, then, but, I mean, I um, think, yeah. Even when we did get in line, when there was a line, it wasn't that terribly long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had gear check was there. Did you you checked a bag, right? I did. Yeah, pretty yeah. easy, right? Yeah, pretty easy. No, and um, actually, at the expo, they had uh, labeled your gear check bag because they wanted you to use the one that they provided. You know, a clear one. Um, so they wanted you. They basically took a sticker 
right? I think, and put it on the bag that was your bib number. I yes. think something like that. Or they wrote on there something like that. But, Which so actually they, so made, they did that for you. Made the lines a little bit longer at the expo. Yeah, but then it made it because it takes time yeah. for you to do that. But right. um, yeah, but no issue with with gear check. Um, other than that, was just kind of walk around, relax. Like I said wait. it's dark. Just kind of wait for the start. We mm-hmm. actually didn't have that much time to kill. Cause, yeah, it wasn't tons of time. You know, um, wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, several different corrals because mm-hmm. they actually do wave starts for the race. Because yep. I mean, we'll talk about it. It's it's not a it's not a big course in terms of the the width, how much room there is out mm-hmm. there on the course. So that's why they do. Uh, they're very serious about their wave starts and kind of spread everything out. So I know that the the half started technically at six fifty a.m. Um, and then there were supposed to be 14 waves and I guess the last wave was supposed to go off at 725 mm-hmm. AM was the plan. So I don't know, do some, you can do some math there to figure it out the spacing. Yeah. I don't and, even know. And they did make that very clear, um, in like the pre-race emails that they sent out, you know, how like the wave start was going to be and how they were going to be separated and all that. So mm-hmm. I think they did a good job at first when I first got the email, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of waves, waves. or, you know, corrals for like not a huge race, right. but I think it, it, I mean, they know what they're doing. I think it makes sense. Uh, once you were there and you saw, like you said, how um, I don't. It wasn't super narrow, but just you know, it's just not really wide to be able to accommodate a non-wave start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we jumped in with our corrals. No issues there. I think they were checking bibs upon entry. Yeah. Into the corrals, yep. although I was kind of cracking up because once you were into the corral, you could basically just walk through. Like I mean, move they had, up, or yeah, you can yeah. move up all the way to the the front which right. was it was just like the initial like yeah. gate entry i mean they had volunteers there with, so. with rope i think separating them but i think with the rope was just on the ground and nobody was really paying much attention so everybody I, who i saw kind of moving through the crowd going to the front had the appropriate corral you know they were all headed was it by letter yeah it was right mm-hmm. so i saw a lot of ab's i don't even remember what corral i was in but i saw a lot of ab's kind of cutting through and heading to the front I'm losing my voice. You okay sorry. over there? Yeah, I'm losing my voice. I was going to have to hold okay. on for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Um, and then, yeah, it was basically go time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you were, what corral were you in? A, B? I think I was in B. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah. Basically, you just go time and you head out on the course. And um, I mean, you can say anything you want about yours. Um, for me, I think for my corral, by the time we got to the start line, I was probably like two people deep. So, like, there was only, like, one row of people in front of me. So, when the, the gun went off, I don't know if there was a gun, but whatever. <laughs> but you heard a gun. When, I okay. heard a gun in my head, sure. whether there was one or not. Um, when the gun was off, because I was so far into the front and I had all this open road in front of me, I went out way too fast for me doing a half marathon that I didn't care about a time or wasn't chasing a time or, or trained for. But I was like, oh, this is so cool. Open road, you know, at the start of a race. This was amazing and different mm-hmm. so um i just went for it and you know i wasn't like the first person or anything but um it was kind of fun having tons of room in front of me for for the last for the last for the first half mile or mile <laughs> wow or you really jumped <laughs> through that course <laughs> <laughs> i'm super fast so it was nice kind of having that open space um like i said way too fast out for for a first mile and a half um but i still had fun doing it so yeah um, i'll take it I did that for sure for like the first like three quarters of a mile. Did you? Yeah, because okay. it was it wasn't like too deep. I was definitely a little bit further back in my corral. But once we took off, I just kind of like weaved over like around a couple of people, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I looked at my watch, and I'm like, whoa, slow down! <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're gonna pay for this later. So, so yeah, I went w- went way out. Wait, wait, what? You went I way went, out. Yeah. What am I trying to say? You went out way too fast. Thank you. you I go. couldn't put the words in the proper order. <laughs> 
What? And I didn't try to get to the front of my corral. It's just one of those. By the time we got to the, the start line and I looked, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing up here? You're like, I'm like, at the front of my yeah, corral. Like, How, what all, happened? All these people are going to run me over or something. But um, but they didn't. They didn't. And it worked out um, very nicely and some fun there. So, um, yeah, start of the race. Um, the race basically kind of starts and finishes over in the, let's call it the general Fisherman's Wharf area mm-hmm. over there. Um it's the the starts actually I don't know what you want to call it a quarter mile from the finish so yeah so I'll, not I'll in the same exact it's not spot. the exact same line or anything right. like that but um you're within probably a quarter mile of each other yeah um yeah but basically you just kind of around the Monterey area there you kind of do a little loop around um take a little tour kind of downtownish area mm-hmm. um and then you kind of head basically along the coast um and you begin your kind of you're out it's going to be an out and back. Uh, for a big for, part of it. For for basically most of the course. Yeah. Um, you're going to head out through uh, Cannery Row, mm-hmm. which is a well-known kind of sightseeing area there in Monterey. Yep. Get to pass uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Then you head on to basically Ocean View Boulevard, which the name pretty much tells you what you're seeing from mm-hmm. there. So a lot of ocean views. Yeah. Um, you do run through a tunnel right there oh, in yeah. downtown. Oh, yeah. that part. Which is, I don't know if the tunnel is like a mile. That's no, probably about a mile and a half into the race. Which I'd, I'd seen some of the pictures of the race beforehand, and they showed kind of the tunnel, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we have, like, lights, and I think they had music and stuff. And yeah. it looked cool in the pictures, and then we ran through the tunnel, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's lights, but it wasn't that impressive. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, you guys should have added, like, 100 more lights, and this would have been super awesome, but it was still cool, and the music was kind of um, going off there. And then you kind of come outside the tunnel, and the wharf is on your right side, mm-hmm. so um, I know I pulled off for a picture. Mm-hmm. You probably took a picture there, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's yeah it is it's one of those situations where you know oftentimes you're taking a picture and you're like wow the picture doesn't do this justice like right. whatever i'm looking at and it was kind of like an opposite situation <laughs> where you saw the picture i mean obviously it was from a different year but then you like go through the tunnel which is still pretty cool mm-hmm. but you're like oh it seemed like more in yeah. the picture but yeah. it was pretty cool like that photographer is very tricky because yeah. he made it seem like <laughs> exactly. this was going to be way better yeah <laughs> but just one of those things so yeah um but yeah but the nice thing is you kind of go through the tunnel and then you, you're almost basically along the coast for the rest of the race mm-hmm. um so you're kind of running along it's a it's two-lane road there that kind of winds its way along the coast kind of around pacific grove and out um about the uh, around the the horn over there is what i'll say it makes no <laughs> okay. sense it makes no sense unless you were looking at a map of it but yeah um but it's very nice because you basically have views of the ocean the mm-hmm. entire time um you have views of the kind of the coastline it's a very rocky area the beach is there um it's it's just very scenic in a lot of ways um, um and we got we lucked out because that area can be foggy mm-hmm. most of the time you hit out there even uh-huh. in the summertime um but this time the fog lifted like pretty early into the race um, so got some nice sunny views the majority of the race, at least mm-hmm. for what I remember. Yeah, no, it was, it was perfect weather. Yeah, I mean, it was, the, clear. it was nice and cool. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in terms of running performance, if you cared about it, you know, it was perfect for that, but, um, you could definitely see whatever you wanted to see and view the coastline and the rocks and the ocean and the waves. And, um, you know, it's just very cool in that regard. Um, we did, um, take pictures, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. we both took, uh, some pictures out on course and everything. So we did post, um, some pictures on our Facebook page. If you guys want to take a look, if you haven't already, and then on Google plus too. So I just want to mention that. Yeah. And then you kind of, I guess the turnaround is somewhere out at, I guess, seven and a half miles into the course is when the turnaround, remember it's not, this is not an exact down. Right. It's right. not like the yeah. turnaround is the halfway yeah, roughly point. seven and a half. Um, and it's basically just before you get to, um, 17 mile drive. Oh, okay. Well, when like the the 
road that we're running on right before it crosses 17 mile drive so that's a pretty well known mm-hmm. drive as well so yeah the short rounds actually it was slightly uphill yeah it was turnaround. so yeah. it was like oh slightly uphill but you know you knew the turnaround was coming right um, and you knew roughly when it was like distance wise yeah. so and then you basically got to come back and just get the views from the opposite direction mm-hmm. which was kind of cool yeah so closer to the shore actually coming back coming back yeah is that what it was mm-hmm. yeah okay yep works for me because I, I waited for my um ocean pictures until i was coming back because mm-hmm. i didn't want to have to like cross or take pictures over people if that makes sense gotcha so, yeah it's a good yeah. point yeah it's you know a lot of people don't like kind of out and back courses this one i think works very well because mm-hmm. it's nice views um you know i like out and back sometimes you know when you know other people that are running it because you get a chance to kind of say you know you yell at whoever you know like yep. hey, you know type of thing um i tried to actually take a picture of you and of course, I was like, oh, she should be coming. She should be coming. Okay, camera's ready. Camera's ready. Camera's ready. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting. I was like, what the heck's going on? Um, and then, you know, right when I was not ready, like, oh, there she goes. So I was yeah. like, oh, I missed it. Yeah, we did so, see each other. We did. But yeah. Um, it was but, like one of those like, hey. Okay, done. <laughs> but epic fail on my part with that one. And I'm usually really good about, you know, that type of stuff. So um, pride myself on my amateur photography of friends at races. Yeah. Weird, weird thing. Okay, totally random. Okay. Um, it has nothing to do with this race, but I just thought about it. And I want to fess up to it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I know. Got a confession so, here in the middle. Exactly. Quiet, so, yeah, Josh. no, just because you were mentioning you are pretty good at getting pictures mid-race of other people, especially on out and backs. Like, you just, mm. you do that really well. These are people um, I know. I'm not taking right, random pictures. Exactly. Just not just random snapshots. So, I know we already did a race recap on Morgan Hill. Okay. But I forgot to mention. So, I was really proud of myself because... I had ran next to you um, going into the finisher shoot because I was like, I mean, I wasn't like in the shoot with you, but I was close by and I had my phone, I had put it on video and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm finally getting like video of him, right? So then you finish and then I go to stop my video and it actually starts video. So I realized I didn't record a single piece of that. So again, nothing to do with this race, but I just want to fess up Yeah, that I completely missed it. Yeah. The, the, that was the, it. <laughs> the problem with me being kind of a good photographer at races of our friends yeah. and, and each other and stuff is that um, there's, there's usually never any pictures of me. <laughs> right. I was trying. So, I got like I got like one picture and then I'm like, let me do a video. And I was like, wow, I didn't even get that. So yeah. that would have yeah. been funny too because I was like busting up laughing at the fact you were running next to me there. So yeah, I know. Weird. I was, I was, like, I was so doing? excited about that. And then I looked down and I was like, oh, do I tell him? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Back to... Uh, back to Back Big Sur Half Marathon yeah, on we were just talking Monterey about Bay. The out and back yeah. kind of stuff. So right. um, I think I was saying that, you know, it's kind of cool sometimes the out and back. So um, especially it's cool when it's nice views, you know. I mean, I think oh, we've yeah, all for done sure. a, You know, for those of us that race a lot, we've all done a race that's like out and back and you're just like, oh, great, more boring. Right. Like I didn't really like this, this, the, first this the first time. I don't really want to see it the second time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There's, there's sections like that where you're like, meh. <laughs> like even just going on a, a street, like one street yeah. over would have been okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, there was uh, aid stations out there, mm-hmm. of course, of course. as you yeah. expect. Um, I don't really remember anything about the aid stations too much. Anything you want to say about them? No. I think for the I most don't... part, they did a pretty good job. A couple yeah. were definitely under. Right. I do remember that. Yeah. But, but um, for the most part, it was it was uh, pretty good. Um, there was also like some um, music here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of different drumming groups um, with different type of drumming, different styles and everything. And I, a couple of uh, like cheerleading Oh yeah, groups too. I saw that one. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I think, I think about if I recall correctly, I think two aid stations were kind of understaffed, and one of them I did the old. Uh, I'll just get it off the table myself, and I picked up the yeah. empty cup with nothing in it. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. you guys haven't even got to that yet. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> Let me give you this cup back. 
<laughs> so I, I think I threw that cup away and found another water somewhere around there. So, um, but other than that, the volunteers were were great. Um, well, so anything else along the course? No, I mean, just, I mean, the biggest thing is just that it's the views are really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty flat course. I mean, it kind of rolls up and down a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, over by the turnaround, it kind of ticks up a little bit, but but nothing that's. It's not even like worth. pancake flat, but it's yeah. nothing. It's not hilly. I yeah. wouldn't say it's hilly. No, no, so. no, for sure not hilly. So, um, I don't know that it's a course to necessarily go out and try to run a PR or anything like that, just because it does kind of wind along the coast a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you were chasing a pr or super chasing a time um it'd be really kind of hard to run the tangents at this course just because it does kind of i mean you have to pay attention um and if it's crowded around you that would be difficult to kind of run that perfect line around the course but um yes fairly fairly flat uh onto the finish line well before the finish line when you're coming back you actually run on a smaller it's more of a uh, like a paved bike trail coming back which you didn't run on the way out um, and so it gets even a little bit narrower there. Right. So uh, a little bit harder. that's at the end of the race. So yeah, it's at the it's... end of the race. But still, I felt like a little, not stuck, but just like you couldn't really maneuver. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you we'll get to, to my race and people. I didn't really want to maneuver anyways. But if I wanted to, it would have been a little a little tough. Um, but yeah, still still nice. So yeah. yeah. So okay, finish line. Finish line. So there was a finish line. There was one yep. um, right over there by the wharf. Yep. Um, Very close to the wharf. I mean, there was, you know big arch there was actually quite a few people i thought um lining the the course there at the end yeah uh, cheering mm-hmm. quite loudly so it was actually a pretty nice finish yeah um there's more people than i thought there would be um, there, in that, yeah. at that finish area I agree. yeah um, i mean we didn't mention it there's not really crowd support out on the course um you actually do see a bunch of people at about a mile and a half just because that's right by where the finish line is and so I think a lot of friends and family who were just out there with people are just like, hey, I'll cheer for my friend yeah. at a mile and a half and then I'll just wait for him right here at the finish right. line. So it works out. But, you know, not a ton of crowd, not a ton of crowd support, but no one was expecting that. Um, it's not that type of race. So, but yeah, finish line. I mean, it was, it was kind of nice just because there was a lot of people. Um, I definitely had fun kind of running, running the end there. And I was certainly sprinting and trying to make up some time, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and finish off well. Uh, Post race. Uh, well, we got our medals. Yep. Um, Which are... Are they like ceramic? Is yes. that what you would say? Yeah. So kind of in line with all of the, the Big Sur mm-hmm. races. Same style. Yeah, same style. Um, so it's a medallion. Which they are handmade, right? Yes. Which was funny because after the race, we were comparing each other's medals. Like, oh, let's look for the minor variations mm-hmm. because they are handmade. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting just putting them to next to them. each other and go, oh, okay, that's yeah. a little different there. And, you know, the color is a little off over here. Yep. And, like um, just a slightly different shade of purple on the half. Yeah. yeah that's it's like, on oh, the, it's, on the it's a unique medal to myself. Yeah. I really like it, though. I do too. I mean, yeah. I think you like the Big Sur medals more than I do, but they're certainly Probably. nice. And it, it is an awesome fact that they are just different mm-hmm. than, than kind of what you typically get. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, get the medal. Mm-hmm. Um, get some water, I think. And then you go through like the little food tent, um, which was very reminiscent of the Big Sur Marathon because you get like a little cardboard box yeah. of like food uh-huh. um so like usually like some fruit and i can't remember what else but yeah. there uh, was cookies there i was gonna say yeah which you also have at big sir i always think that's that's pretty i was awesome. like i will take like the some, chocolate chip yeah cookies, pretty please. good size Thank you. pretty size pretty good size cookies some strawberries which are pretty good chocolate milk mm-hmm. right yeah which in my book is a must but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anything else you want to say i mean you spent more time at the finish than i did so yeah i mean i mean once you go through that section then you can walk over to like the the big finisher area where where like family and spectators and like meetups and stuff can kind occur. Of post-race and, party. Yeah. And so they had, you know, like um different booths there. Um they had oh, they did have warm soup, which I did have some of that. Um 
they had you know music they have you know your your pickup mm-hmm. um and they also had beer which you know is kind of now like a staple post race mm-hmm. i think at a lot of places now and they also had some flavored i think champagne so oh, okay yeah um trying to think i think there might have been a few other things going on oh i think there was a massage too so but i didn't go to every every single place so mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was it was nice it was kind of in a you know, just grassy area um wasn't too crowded or anything like that it's like an area big enough to i think to accommodate the people the number of people that are there yeah i think from what i saw it was a very nice post-race finish area mm-hmm. uh, i'm saying from what i saw because um after the race we actually walked to the shuttles and caught the shuttle back to the hotel but but for me it was basically cross the finish line grab food walk very briskly back to the shuttle and then we hopped on to go back to the hotel because uh, we actually had breakfast included at the hotel and mm-hmm. we were looking forward to a nice big breakfast and so but we didn't have a ton of time so i kind of said beforehand i was like yeah okay you check everything out because you're faster than me you'll have some time to kill anyways and then when i got there i just kind of booked it straight to the shuttle and head back. Right. But, and if there's so, anything that I think you should have seen, I would have know. let you know, like, hey, go see this. So, And we did make it back to the hotel in time to have a nice big breakfast. So it was kind of nice yeah. um, post-race to do that. So, um, yeah, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say specifically about your race? I mean, I know that I don't think you had the greatest day. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like crap. I'll just, <laughs> let me just put it that way. So I didn't start off that way. If you remember, I started off feeling awesome and like on top of the world and running super fast. And then I'm like, whoa, slow down. Um, but even before I started, I, I, I told myself and I told you, uh, not running for time. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, I am going to stop for pictures. <laughs> like no matter what, I'm going to stop for pictures. So I told you if, even if you don't stop, that's like, that's fine. I'll take pictures. Um, and I did do that and I was feeling okay. You know, um, at the beginning I did slow down a little bit, but I think I was still going a little fast for what I had in me that day. And, um, I don't remember exactly when, but maybe around the turnaround, I started going a little slower and feeling like I was definitely pushing harder than what I actually was. You know, like I just felt like, gosh, this just feels harder than it should. And then it just progressively got worse and worse and worse. Um, I did stop for pictures. It was kind of nice to, to get the pictures and kind of break up the race. And, you know, I had fun with that and, um, let me, you know, like catch my breath, you know, for a little bit, just taking pictures. But then, um, it got to the point where I was like, wow, I just, I don't, I really don't feel like, I feel like I was really struggling. Like I was really like pushing hard and it didn't really reflect the pace that I was running. So I'm not really sure what happened. It could just be, it just, it just wasn't it's just one day. of those days. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I hydrated the same as I would with any other race. Um, as far as like my gels, I actually don't even remember now, but I'm pretty sure I did what I normally do. It's not like I didn't have any gels at all. So I, it wasn't really that. Um, I know I wasn't really drinking enough water the week before, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would have made that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows? It was just an off day and I yeah. felt, felt really bad the last couple of miles, like really bad where I was just like, should I walk? Should I just walk it in? Should I just walk it in? And I'm like, nah, I might just move as fast as you can, you know, without like hurting yourself or passing out or something like that. Right. So, but I kind of went into a, a bad zone for like a mile or two where I was like, okay, I just got to like not even think about what I'm doing and just, you know, but it was like, it wasn't one of those like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, you know, in the zone, it's like, oh, just like go away from your body so you don't feel the pain. So yeah, unfortunately, I just, I didn't feel well. didn't have a, a good race. I didn't throw up or anything afterwards, thankfully. Um, but it just, yeah, just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a good day. So as far as how I felt, but the race was awesome. And I think it was um, really good that I was able to, to, have that nice of a course and you know all of that because mm. otherwise i think if it was like an ugly course i don't know how else to say it would have been tougher i would have been tougher maybe i would have gone into like that 
that dark zone even sooner. So yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but um, I think I ended up finishing like in two hours and I don't even remember, a couple of minutes. Okay. So, um, and yeah, I took some time for pictures, but I didn't take, I didn't take like a lot of time for pictures. Mm-hmm. So that just yeah, kind of reflected um, how I was feeling that day. So yeah, I just think that's all I got to say about my particular race. So how did, yours went pretty well, right? Um, I mean, you know. Or relatively well or. I mean, I guess it went fine. I wasn't okay. chasing that time at all. Um, went out way too fast the first mile, but I had fun with that anyways. Um, beyond that, I stopped for pictures yeah. along the way. I wasn't really chasing a time. Um, I certainly haven't been in top shape the last several months. So um, ended up, I don't even know what my finish time was, but I just remembered I ran five minutes faster than I did at Morgan Hill, which mm-hmm. was like two weeks before. So I was like, oh, that was kind of interesting. I'm like, ran faster. Wasn't really trying or shooting for it. But um, I guess it helps when you don't go for a bike ride the day before. So yeah. I think that's what that difference was. But um, yeah, I mean, I felt fine. I wasn't chasing anything. I was just kind of enjoying the view and um, taking the race in and just kind of having fun with it. Um, I think we actually had, you know, a pretty fun weekend just kind of going mm-hmm. down to Monterey for the weekend. So um, overall, it was just kind of fun doing that. So it wasn't focused on time or anything like that. So, um, but I, I, I don't think I felt as bad as you did. So okay. Um, I'll take that for what it's worth. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's it. I mean, anything else we want to say? Nothing that I can think okay. of. Okay. I mean, yeah. I guess I'll just wrap it up by saying I really enjoyed the race. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's has some awesome views. It's the same people that do Big Sur Marathon, so it's super well organized. There's no issues. Um, they're like experts in this thing. This is what they do, you yep. know, um, type of thing. Um, Monterey is a great place to kind of go down for the weekend. Um, super popular place if you're from the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, you for sure have at some point gone down to Monterey for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you do the, the little touristy thing there. Um, you know, go do 17-mile drive and Monterey Bay Aquarium and Cannery Row and check out the wharf. And then you might go to Carmel for the day. Um, did you say 17-mile drive? I think I did. Okay. Yeah. I not remember. Um, so it's a, it's a really good place to go for a weekend, kind of throw in a race. So I, I totally recommend this race for people. Mm-hmm. I think if you're anywhere in California, do the race. I'll even go as far to say as, and I usually don't say this, is if you're coming from afar out of state, I think it's actually a good race to come and do. I agree. Um, to California, especially yep. if, you know, I'd say if you got to do either the Big Sur Marathon or this one, I'd still say go do Big Sur Marathon. Right. The full marathon. If that is an option for you. It's just, you know, this very much felt like a mini version of that, which is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of the views and the size and, and all that stuff at, at the full marathon is, is better. But um, if you're not up to a full marathon, um, or you're coming to California in November. Right. Um, you know, right. Pick, pick that as a kind of a, you know, a center weekend and I think do the race. So I, I totally recommend it. I don't remember what the cost was, but I don't think it was crazy in terms of cost or anything like that. But honestly, I don't remember. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I don't and I think we registered it super cheap, early. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a cheap race, but it definitely wasn't one where you're like, well, I don't know if I want to spend that money for that one. So. But yeah, just definitely, you know, a good place to kind of come in for the weekend and just kind of have some fun, um, bring the family. There's like things to do in Monterey. So um, especially if you got younger kids, go to the aquarium and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, yeah, overall, I, like I said, I, I totally recommend the race. I think it's a, real, I too. a good one to yep. do. Um, so yeah, I mean, the only neg- the negative thing I have to say about it is just it has nothing to do with the race itself. You know, it's just, I had just had a bad day. Oh, right. So I would, yeah, so I would totally recommend that's just it you. also. That's, yeah, that's that was me. Yeah. yeah, that was so, me. Um, yeah, I guess that's going to wrap it up, right? For the yep. race. Yep. Okay. Uh, should we move on to some feedback? Yes. Message received. So we heard from Catherine, who was able to see Ed Whitlock, who we've mentioned several times before. In person? In person. What? Yep. Uh, 
she saw him run the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. She was patiently waiting on course about a kilometer from the finish. She was using the, the race app that tracks the runners. So she kind of had an idea of, of when he'd be coming through. She got to watch the leaders. Um, that's always cool, you know, to mm. be able to see that. She saw Caleb Neff, who uh, was breaking the stroller marathon record, which we also mentioned before. Um, and she remembers being shocked at the time that he was in the midst of the top flight runners. Like, what's this dude with the stroller doing here? <laughs> so um, she'd been, what she says is a, a good spectator standing behind the fence. Um, but then as the, the half marathon was done, people kept coming to the, to stand, you know, in, in places where she couldn't really see, mm. um, you know, people on the course anymore. So she was trying to maneuver and find a, a good place to be able to, to see Ed Whitlock. Um, and then she let, uh, or I think she was moving and trying to figure out where to go. And then there was a course marshal that was there and she told the course marshal like, Hey, I'm just trying to see Ed Whitlock. He's about to come through. So she got escorted to a, what she calls a primo spot <laughs> right at the turn. Um, and then they were, they just explained to other marshals like, Hey, she's an Ed Whitlock fan. So I think that's pretty cool that that's like all you had to say, you know, to get a primo spot. That's VIP, man. Yeah. So then she's like, yeah, he, there he was with this 30 year old green singlet. <laughs> Still can't believe that. Um, he must've known he would make his time. Maybe that was just, or just that he was nearly finished because he had a wonderful smile on his face. And she said he had a stride that would have looked good on a runner 30 years younger. So mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah. to be able to see that. So yeah. Heard from, uh, Rich who said he saved the last uh, episode that we released to listen to during his Indy Monumental race. He said, very much appreciate the shout out, um, which actually came at mile 15 for him. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Not a bad time, uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if, we, if the shout out would have come out at like maybe mile 20 or 21, maybe he wouldn't like us. Yeah. <laughs> like, Be quiet. <laughs> so after spring marathon, he moved from the Brooks Ghost to the Ultra Paradigm 1.5s. We had mentioned the Ultras also recently. Um, as an effort to promote foot strength, he, th- he thinks he's better off with the ultras, um, he said he ran these two races very differently, so it's kind of hard to draw any conclusions from the two different footwear that he wore, like, you know, what had to do with the shoes versus mm-hmm. anything else in the race. So, But he definitely plans to continue with the, the ultras. He has put in his in for the lottery for Chicago, which I think people are finding out now. Yeah. So curious to they, see if he now. got in. Yeah. Um, heard from... Anything you wanted to add to that, actually, mm-hmm. before I move on? Okay, I forgot to ask that earlier. So I heard from Abel, who also wanted to thank us for some well wishes leading up to the New York Marathon. He listened to our podcast the day before the marathon and gave him extra bit of motivation. So there's nothing he can write to accurately describe the insanity that is the spectacle of a New York Marathon. Aside from running over bridges, there's not a single foot of the marathon course that's not lined with spectators. So I try to run in a tidal wave of cheering and music and cowbells and high fives. Mm-hmm. He actually had to put earbuds and listen to music just to focus on his run instead of people cheering. He said it makes New York City, New York makes the marathon the center of the world on Sunday. I think it's when we've traveled to certain races before, like, you know, where you get that feeling. It's pretty cool where you just know, like, that's the, the city is, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just focused on, on the marathon. So um, he's glad he didn't set a goal to PR as the course was challenging and the 51,000 plus runners made maneuvering difficult at best. The race truly defines bucket list, and he can't recommend it enough. Yeah, can't argue with that. I mean, New York is definitely the one, one well, the one to do. It's one of the ones to do, which doesn't make sense, but yes. Yeah, it's on the list of the, right. of the ones yeah. to do. So, heard from Patrick. He's excited to report that he completed his, his first marathon, the Outer Banks Marathon. Uh, I said, first off, the race weekend is really well organized, um, and the Outer Banks portion of North Carolina is beautiful. Course weaves in and out of trails, neighborhoods, and highways with amazing views of the ocean. Huh, ocean theme there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were water and nutrition stations almost every mile. He said, if, if people are looking forward to do some sightseeing, this is a great race. He said, now specifically with his race experience, 
Being a marathon rookie, he theoretically knew what to expect from research and his own running experiences during his training, but he definitely was not prepared for what it was actually like. He went out like a bat out of hell. He said, first mistake. I still do that sometimes, so yeah, yeah, it, it happens. And he kept thinking, man, I feel great. And then that lasted about nine miles, and he started to slow. He figured he was just finding his pace. Fast forward to mile 18. He said he's heard about hitting the wall, and that's when he hit the wall. He said he slammed, it, slammed into it like a freight train. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the next four miles, he kept thinking, why would anyone want to do this? What is wrong with me and every runner out here? I've totally had like those same thoughts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, we've talked about it before, like oh, things yeah. you think about during a marathon. But yeah, you look around, you're like, why are any of us doing this? Like, this is horrible. Why would we sign up for this? So he said, if that wasn't enough, mile 22-ish came along, and that's where the Bridge of Death shows up. It's a big, long bridge that feels like climbing a mountain. Everyone and their grandparents are passing him. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> needless to say, he was pleading with himself to just keep moving. I've done that before too. Like, just don't stop. Like, just mm. what shuffle, whatever. Just like move forward. Um, he finally finished in just over five hours. He said his goal was to finish, so reached his goal. That's awesome. He said his wife asked him if he wanted to run another marathon, and he immediately answered with an expletive and then no. Mm-hmm. Um, but he will be signing up for his next marathon. Of soon, course, so. <laughs> that's what we do. Exactly. Like no way. And then like, okay, well, there's this one, and or maybe I could run this one again and see how much faster I can get. Or I mean, there's always that. So, yeah. but congratulations yeah. on on uh, the first marathon. There's nothing quite like that experience. I think of the first one. No, it's definitely something special and, and cherish it. I can totally relate to like mile 18 is always when like I get the sense at 18 of how much it's going to hurt the rest of the yeah. way. It's like when it's like to me, it's like the honesty point of like, you know, how the rest of the, the race is going to go, you know? Yeah, I think I think mile like 18, 19 mentally is kind of worse for me than like 2021 because at least when you get to 2021, it's like, okay, I have a 10K or less to go. But when you're like at 18, you're like, I still have eight miles to go like i have eight eight miles and i go. just ran 18 right and i'm really tired <laughs> we also heard from ryan who i actually saw at um oh i forgot to mention that at the cim expo mm-hmm. um so i was there working the ragnar trail booth again um so he's hoping to catch you next time around so well I'll, actually I'll, if, I'll for if sure you, be there right next out, year. yeah ryan if you do cim next year yeah we'll, we'll both see you uh enjoys hearing our podcast he had a little redemption from bad race last year he did cim last year as well he was riddled with some injuries last year. Uh, for the, for the course last year, he got uh, he ran five forty. This year, four twenty two. So which is a huge, huge yeah, difference, exactly. So which also got him a twenty three minute personal best over his previous marathon, which record. is a huge Ex- PR. Yep, too. exactly. So next big marathon for him will be Chicago next year, since he deferred. Uh, so hoping to do even better then, mm-hmm. which I think he could with that course. Uh, yeah, I do think Chicago is a little easier course than yeah. CIM in a lot of ways, but. Um, Probably just yeah. be a little bit dependent on like weather, wind, and then of course training, which is always a factor. But right, probably yeah. the biggest factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was going to say I can totally relate because I kind of want to go back to CIM to kind of. I feel like I have some unfinished business with that course. I need mm-hmm. to go give. it. I do too. Um, but I felt that way all four times that I've run it before. I, so. Well, it's funny because I feel like I need to go back to CIM to kind of like really try my hardest. But I also feel like I need a fair shake with the weather just to kind of give me an honest chance to run right the course, that's true because so. you had bad weather both yeah. years so it's so, like let's just, just have some good weather yeah, and see what you decent do weather you know i'll take yeah. it so uh, all right is that gonna wrap it up for the i feedback? think that's it um the only thing i'll just throw out there and mention um this coming weekend i think december 17th uh flow track beer mile world championships um austin texas so if that interests you you're looking into that um something to check out um i mean i don't think you can watch it live but who knows um, you never know you never know 
Um, I'm going to throw in one last thing about Big Sur Half Marathon because I had to give myself a chance to pull it up. Uh, number of participants, 6,000 is about the number of people that do it. That's a good size. So um, it was actually, I think, more than we kind of expected. Yeah. It was a little bit bigger race um, than we thought it would be. But that's obviously why it's a pretty small course. They they kind of break you up in the corrals mm-hmm. and, and do the wave start thing. So, it um, didn't feel that big, though, which is kind of nice. Right. That it didn't, didn't feel, feel like, like 6, as crowded as yeah. like 6,000 people. So Which was kind of interesting because that was a couple of weeks after we did Morgan Hill. And we get to Morgan Hill and it's like, oh, this is smaller than right, we think. Right. And yep. then we go to Big Sur and we're like, oh, this oh, it's is bigger. bigger. So, yeah. Um, Interestingly, in terms of the finishers, 4,000 female oh, and wow. about 2,200 male. So okay. um, definitely a difference there, male to female. Um, what else was I going to mention? Oh, last thing, um, we'll for sure be kind of wrapping up the year um, soon here on an upcoming podcast. So we'll be kind of sharing um, kind of how our year went and kind of maybe some of our favorite races and that type of stuff and kind of check in on how we did with our goals. Um, and we'll for sure be starting out next year with kind of setting our new goals for the year. So if you want to share any of your own on either one of those two subjects, mm-hmm. um, go ahead and send it in. We we love to hear that kind of stuff. Yep. I think sometimes people have some creative ideas on kind of ways to set goals or kind of unique goals. Yeah, and then it gets the us year. thinking like, yeah, oh, like, that's oh, kind of I interesting. Should that. Yeah, so, I should do that or, or spin then, off of that. Or, or, or then maybe it's like, hell no, I'm not going to do that. That right. seems way too hard. Like, that's so, just crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a crazy marathon. Right. What are you that. doing? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll be covering that um, probably last episode of the year and then first episode of next year. And yeah, I guess that's it, right? Yep, that's it. All right, that's it. The website for the podcast is embracerunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash embracerunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at embracerunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, embrace running.